Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. Hi, I'm Paul Cooper, better known as Martin McClue. What the actual fuck? Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF, a This Country podcast. Now, first, he's the man who's just come back from the Village Book Club, where he's just finished The Hungry Caterpillar, and he's now moved on to Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's <laughs> Neil. That's one of, that used to be one of my favourite books, The Hungry Caterpillar. I used to love that. Now, last week it was. Did that have holes in that you'd stick your fingers in? Yeah, each um, of the fruits or the whatever he was eating, the ice cream, had a hole, and then it got... Less and less, didn't it? Or the hole got bigger and bigger. Is that right? I can't remember. Wasn't it a worm? The, yes. No, because didn't it have... Yes. And there'd be like a piece of cake or yeah. something like that. And then it, it would grow bigger and bigger and bigger, As he it? went and through then... each one, wasn't it? Yeah. You see? Happy days. They should make a movie of that. Happy <laughs> <laughs> days. <laughs> no. I hope it was your finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, anyone who knows us know we like a nice Victoria sponge or even a shop-bought lemon drizzle. Our superfan guest this episode is famous for making succulent sponges and delectable desserts, so much so she was the Great British Bake Off champion in 2016. Tie up your pinny, grab your spatula and set your oven to gas mark five and welcome Candice Brown! Hi! Hi! How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, very exciting. It's our pleasure. It, it is. is. Um, I can't believe that's four years ago you won it, though. How I time know, is flying? We were, in, we were, I think, in the ten or, like, going towards the filming the first episode, like, round about now, four years ago. Mental. That is crazy. That is crazy. We will chat, obviously, all about that and dancing on ice and all of that stuff a little bit later. But the yeah. question we normally ask our super fan f- fr- friends right at the start is, how did you find out about this country and, and sort of when did it come on your radar? So um, this country, I originally saw it and I thought it was real. Right. <laughs> not the first it was a documentary. Yeah, you're not the first. So. Yeah, so I thought, I thought, and I couldn't quite work it out, the first one I watched, 
because I was like, are they, this is serious, like, what is going on, like, oh gosh, and then I started to laugh, and then I was like, okay, it's not, just became completely obsessed with it, I have watched probably the first two series several times over, um, yeah, and this third series has not disappointed, I just, if I need a little pick-me-up, I just whack that on, and yeah, they are an apps Kerry and Kurt, and what a treat. What an absolute <laughs> delight. So can I ask you then, do you have a favourite episode at the moment in series one or two? So, um, yes. Oh, I don't know. In series one or two, there's a couple of them. Um, there's the one with... Um, Mum! There's no holes in my crumpet. <laughs> That's one of my favourites. And the oven space is another one. Mm. Um, the argument, the turkey dinosaurs. And yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think about it and I think, right, okay, yeah, that's my favourite. And then I watch another one. And I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about that one. Um, they're just bloody geniuses. They are actual geniuses. Mm. So did you binge watch the whole like first series and second series or, yeah. or, do, or were you watching them weekly when they came out no binge binged one through to two and then i think over again and when we have any downtime in the well say downtime when it's a little bit quiet sort of between sort of four and six during serve uh, between services i turn the music off and we put this country on on iplayer in the pub and um, anyone that comes in, I get annoyed because I'm like, which is really bad business. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty happy at that point, like peeing myself laughing at uh, uh, this country. So, yeah, proper binge watch. But it's just something I, I continue to put on and just watch. I just think it's very, very bloody clever. Very mm, clever. Absolutely. You haven't thought about changing your pub's name to The Keepers then? Oh, I mean, it'd be great. The Green Man at The Keepers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might do it. Yeah, I might do it. <laughs> so what about uh, characters? I, I put a poll up on uh, on Facebook and Twitter uh, this morning about who's your favourite character on this country, and it's weird how it's changed. In, in one in the Twitter poll, Curtin is bottom, and in the Facebook poll, Curtin is top. So it shows, oh, really? yeah, yeah, it shows you. I was only, I think it's only four people on the on the, the poll. But who's your favourite character? I, do you know what? I don't know. It's that's a real hard one. It's uh, probably Kerry because her face just kills me she doesn't even need to say anything i've just remembered another episode and that's one of my other favorite characters and i think following this week's episode mandy oh yeah when she draw when she draws the tattoos (laughs) oh it could be grant mitchell lady boy off master chef it's just absolute genius and stuff like that and sort of having met i'm just going to name drop daisy and uh charlie and spoken to them about like laughing about that and how Mandy, the scene where she did that when she fell asleep with her eyes closed, like they weren't prepared for it and they hadn't seen the pictures that she'd drawn before they were trying to film. And I just, it's just, yeah. So after this week, I love Mandy, but I, they're all great. And the vicar is just, I mean, this week, his facial expression stole the show mm. this week. Yeah, I Absolutely agree. stole the show. But I do think it's Kerry. I just and the interaction between her and her mum is just I don't know. I, I see myself in Kerry a little bit. You saw, you really? Saw, really? Why? How come? Yeah. You said that in like a worrying sort of way. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit just because just some of the stuff she does and I'm like 
oh, I'd have done that. <laughs> and the way she winds her mum up with the falafel and like not turning her crumpet over. Like I have bouts of doing stuff like that. And the fact that she gets involved in things like the the juicing and she's gagging at the juice because mm. the wheatgrass is so bad. And I think, yeah, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. Uh, can I ask where you grew up, Candice? Oh, because of my really posh accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was born in Edmonton, North London. Um, yeah, so I was born and brought up there. But we moved around a fair bit because mum and dad run pubs. But right. I spent a lot of time back there because I spent a lot of time with my nan and granddad who lived there until they passed away. So, um, yeah, I've managed to retain <laughs> my really, really posh accent. It's nice. There was a reason why I was going to ask that. And it was, was does it relate to your growing up in a place like that at all? Oh, I'll be back. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The reason um, I asked that question was, does it relate oh. to um, your growing up, your youth at all? Um, I don't know. Mum and Dad did run a pub in Gloucester, and they said it was, that's near the Cots. I'm not very good at jogging. That is in the Cots. Yeah. 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 And they, I, I'm too young to remember that, but they did say it was a bit odd. Right. <laughs> the people the people were interesting. Um yeah. So I think possibly more than I kind of know, my subconscious probably has that link to it when we grew up we spent a few years there. So yeah, but I mean I'm in a little village now. It's not so Cotswoldy, but I'm I reckon we've got a len in the village. Yeah. I, I, was, I was just gonna say, working in a pub and and, and now you say it's in like a, a village, you must see that there must be somebody like Mandy in in the village, or you see a couple of kids r running around, or just strolling the streets, and you think, well, that's like Kerry and Curtin, that is. Yeah, I mean, it's quite it's quite a posh village. Oh right, okay. Quite posh, yeah. Right. Um, uh, quite fancy. So we've not, I've not seen anyone wandering around with like. I think to be honest, when me and my brother took over the pub, we were the Kerry and Curtin. <laughs> <laughs> Like they were like, who the bloody hell are these two Cockney Herberts? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sort of. They've kind of got used to us now, but <clears throat> yeah, I think we were probably the Kerry and Curtain because we're brother and sister as well. So uh, yeah, um, I think it's probably us to be honest. Yeah, I haven't met the vicar though. We've no got a church opposite. I've not met the vicar. Oh, you better invite him round for cucumber sandwiches. I might. I might, I might start up a book club. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and what would be the first book you'd take? Uh, Biff and Chick. <laughs> do you remember Biff and Chick? I do remember Biff and Chick. <laughs> My brother never got off them, bless him. I've got to go back and ask. You just said your brother never came off the Biff and Chick books. Is he still reading them, you mean? <laughs> he probably is, yeah. I don't think he ever got past them. His attention wasn't great. I mean, mine's mine's pretty bad, but, um, yeah, he stayed on the Biff and Chick, so I think I'd probably take that along and invite him along. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of the, this new series then? How do you think it's stacking up with your, your favourites? <clears throat> so I was really lucky enough and I actually took my brother along to the premiere of um, episode one and two, which is so Daisy invited me along. Actually, I started talking to Daisy on Instagram. Um, I can't remember. It was about something to do with cake. And I think we both... I just said, like, I fucking love you. And she was like, I fucking love you. Sorry, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the podcast is called oh, What the Actual Fuck, so you carry oh, on. Perfect. <laughs> um, bit late now. Um, yeah, I fucking love you. No, I fucking love you. Oh, my God. And it was just about, right, we need to go for a pint. Let's do some baking and that sort of thing. Um, and then just sort of talking about various different bits and pieces. And then she said, do you want to come along? And I was like, oh, 
my gosh, like lost my shit. Um, so we went along um, and obviously with sort of Michael and everything like that, mm. we were expecting it to be addressed and I was expecting it to be addressed. But I think um, first episode wise, I don't think they could have done it any more beautifully. No. Mm. It was, and it felt a real honour actually to be, to be watching alongside Daisy and Charlie. And I mean, they, you could see how emotional they were and you could see how hard it was for them. But I thought it was funny. It was kind. It was sad. It was heartbreaking, but it was funny. But it was just done in such a way that they honoured him so well, because I think they could have signed it so easily, gone in with a really funny episode and just stuck his picture up at the end and gone in honour of or in memory of. Yeah. But they were never going to do that. And I think that really, really set the the series off to to how to how it was going to pan out um and i mean i laughed i cried i laughed again i cried i re-watched it and i did the same um and i spoke to daisy about it afterwards and we were both crying and you could just see how much it kind of meant to them and i just think it was so poignant but i think it was just out of everything it was really really beautifully done and i think they are very, I mean, they're very clever anyway, but that was just perfectly done. And in such, it was just, yeah, I just, I just loved it. I loved it. It was heartbreaking, but poignant and the perfect tribute to, to him. They said he was a funny bastard and you, you could see that from what they were talking about him afterwards. And then you kind of go on to that second episode, which I think might be the funniest half hour of anything I've ever watched. Mm. The yeah. driving episode. Yeah, it is so funny. I snorted. I laughed. The just go like this. <laughs> the movement. We. That's what you do. When you, and when she's running along, I know. I, I've done. I I've done that to my wife so many times. Like when she's yes. just about to get to the car door, you just drive yep, off a little drive bit. Off. Yeah. And the curtain. What? The car's the wrong way round. <laughs> I know that, that properly <laughs> made me a belly laugh. Yeah. That did. Didn't, that didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. And you and talk, when you, Mandy walks you, along, but yeah, you talk about like Kerry's face. I think Curtin's face in that episode because he's like in the front seat. You see a lot of the times when he just he keeps looking back, and some of the looks on his face there are just like just priceless, absolutely priceless. Yeah, and just that kind of those sort of sideways glances. Yeah. And, yeah and it's just they're just so funny but actually i think the vicar's really come into his own in in this mm. series and they did kind of say that this series you're going to find out a lot more about the vicar and i think that's lovely and this i mean this week's episode i was my brother watched it before i did so he was like have you watched this country and i was like no i'm watching it now and the first thing i like i'd said to him um was about was it try <laughs> Try, try dancing when your knees are backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, just wait till you get to book club. And that's how it was. I'm texting him. He's peeing himself. His girlfriend was saying so, but she was saying he was crying. And it's just, it was, oh, it's just brilliant. Mm. Apps on it just killed me, like, like killed me Monday watching that. Mm. And just Mandy, she was, I mean, I want to join book club. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're recording this, um, episode four has just come out, isn't it? That's that was episode four. That is yeah, yeah. episode four. Yeah, that was book club. Um, yeah. So the the big talking point online about episode four is who is the A lister that plays curtains now? Yeah. So have you got any theories? 
don't know. Is it an A-lister then? Has it been confirmed that it's, it's an actual A-lister? Yeah, Daisy, yeah. When, when we went for <clears> the uh, the preview of series, uh, the first two episodes in Sirencester, um, she did let slip that there was an A-lister and everybody else was going, no, you're not allowed to say anything, you're not allowed to say anything. And they did mention it here. And I think, if I'm right in remembering, they were going to tell us after we'd finished recording they who were. it was, didn't they? And they forgot. They forgot. And we never, t- we never oh. when they came in and, and, and chatted to us... I mean, oh, I've got my gonna, own theory who I think it is. I'm going to te- you... text her. It, I bet it's someone. It's got to be um, Judy Dench or Helen Mirren. Yeah, see, I it's think it, I think there. it's Tilda Swinton. Yeah, so do I. Oh, yeah. Because she, she was in good... David Copperfield with Tilda Swinton, you see. Yes. And it was just... Course, that is a good shout. Yeah. And also, she went to the premiere of um, Suspiria with Tilda uh, Swinton, oh, did didn't she? she? And there was a picture of them together. Yeah. Ah, you that, see. Um, and I do get the that feeling that once, very... you, once you think of Tilda Swinton and you look at it, you think, I can't see anybody yeah. else now. I just yeah. can't see anybody else. Um, so funny. Indeed. So funny. Yeah, you sort of answered my and other the question. And the home video. I know. Yeah, that's Martin's, Martin's hair. hair. I thought that was just genius. <laughs> and also, oh, when it's Kerry's mum, those genius little snippets that you think, if you were trying to explain to someone or you didn't really know, you wouldn't find funny. But when Curtin's there and he's like, I'm here, Sue. And she's like, dull, dull, dull. <laughs> and very boring, too. And he's like, Sue, I can hear you. Like, <laughs> it's just... Yeah, <laughs> his little face is just oh, just yeah, very, very. They're just oh, they blow me away with yeah. how blood, just how bloody clever they are. Because it's there's nothing else like it, and I just think they they said it's this last this their last series, um, and I mean what a way to kind of to to go out because they've really excelled themselves. I mean it 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 hasn't disappointed. No. It really hasn't. I completely agree. Mind you, they haven't written off a movie or a special, have they? No, they haven't. No, no, no they haven't. They, they have said haven't. when the they money do, runs I'm out. Definitely yeah. asking for a part. <laughs> I think there'll be a whole queue of us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. stood waiting. So, did you get to bake with Daisy then? No, but I did take her some brownies. I did take her some, and um, it was quite funny because I took her some and I said, "I have made you some brownies." Um. And I just caught sort of sight of her just walking around with them under her arm. She was not sharing. I don't know if Charlie got a look in. They were sort of sort of designed to share, but um, yeah, she was kind of. They were right under her arm, and she was she was pretty happy with that. But I'd love to do some baking and have a pint with Daisy. I think we'll definitely definitely do something. She's she's just an absolute an absolute joy, really. Mm. That I mean, they both are. And you think about the stuff that Charlie's done as well, and. Like the parts in the dramas he's got, and obviously Daisy with obviously them two with their sibling rivalry that she went to Rada and everything like that. And he's had no training, but he had a part in a BBC drama and stuff like that. I love all that, and I think that kind of resonates with me and my brother as well when you kind of like those kind of things. But I just, yeah, they're just they're just great, and they're so normal as well. Yeah, mm. so normal. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did the whole baking thing happen with you? How did it all start? Did it start from a very early age? Were you into baking from a very early age? Yeah, I just I love baking. I spent a lot. Like I said I spent a lot of time with my nan and granddad growing up. Um, my nan was the most incredible baker. I think she was one of thirteen, and they were like proper like country. And they had to do everything. They had to learn how to do everything. So she was a great cook. She was a great baker. And um, 
sort of spending a lot of time wherever she was I was kind of stuck to her side whether she was cooking I'd drag a chair through and I'd stand on the chair next to her and she'd give me the off cuts of pastry to make jam tarts and stuff like that so I kind of think I like to think I took that from her um and then I just sort of like uni I baked and things like that and when I finished uni I baked and things and then um I baked more and more and then um I started to struggle with my mental health a little bit um which I've recently spoken about it's not something I had really spoken about um and I started to use that as a real way of I suppose a little bit of therapy really just Mm. it kept my hands busy it kept my mind busy it kept it all consuming and I used to bake and bake and bake and I loved the bake-off so much and it was like I just thought do you know what I'd love to be part of that I suppose in the same way that this country is that kind of it's a nice program there's no malice or obviously apart from when they're walking down the street singing he's dead he's dead he's dead (laughs) um there's no like malice or horribleness to it and it was the same with bake-off I loved it and I just wanted to be part of it and it was always a case of I'd love to do that I would love to be part of that never I could do it or I could do that I could be better than that it was I'd just love to be part of it and yeah I I was and it's just the best thing I've ever done. Did you go into it with the confidence thinking that you could win or was it just to do it to take part? No, I was absolutely shitting myself. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever been more nervous, more panicked. And one of the things I've spoken about sort of more recently is the fact that everyone kind of had their opinions on me, um, sort of, I say younger, not young at all, youngish, makeup wearing sort of making an effort with how I looked in this lipstick situation but actually what they didn't realize was I was absolutely shitting myself and actually this was a whole kind of suit of armor for me and actually up here I was quite okay and my legs were going 10 to the dozen and I was I was shitting myself and mm-hmm. when things went badly I'd really struggle with that imposter syndrome and I'd be embarrassed and I'd apologize like continuously and it took me a while to kind of get into my flow I never thought I was good enough but I was just so grateful to be part of it. But I worked really, really hard. Mm. And I, I work hard at everything I do. But I I put everything I had into that. And I used to be a teacher. And I used to tell the kids, hard work pays off. And it, it really did for me. Yeah. So how, what's the process then of getting <clears throat> into Bake Off? Do you, you apply and then are you auditioned? or? Yeah, pretty much. Bloody long. Um, you start off by filling an application form and it's just sort of pictures and things you're good at things you're not good at and sort of a little bit of a backstory when we applied um you then get a couple of phone interviews then they invite you down and you have to take some bakes with you they eat them in front of you which was terrifying then you do who's they sorry is that that's not so like the home the home economics so the home the main home ex they sort of eat it in front of you and you're just sitting there thinking, good God, like, what am I doing? Like, if I can't deal with this, how on earth would I deal with Paul and Mary? Like, gagging at something I've made. Um, and then you do a screen test, which I I don't know why when I'm nervous, I think I'm some sort of comedian and started likening myself to the Half-Blood Prince from <laughs> Harry Potter because obviously what else are you going to do when you're trying to get yourself on uk's biggest program yeah um and then they invite you back and you do a technical and all these sort of things so there are sort of five or six processes including a psychological test so i don't know how i passed that um and i think that really is because they don't want you to fail it is a nice show they're not they're not going for the 
the drama of someone failing and looking silly and putting someone in that can't fry an egg. They want everyone to do well because it really is a lovely show and it and it really, really is. Mm. It's, yeah, it's just great. I just It makes me smile still now when I talk about it, when I think about it. Mm. So how long does the filming go on for then? So you have three challenges, so, don't you, an episode? Do you do yeah, those three challenges in a day or...? No, two days. Yeah. So it averages out. So you, you're there filming for two days. Um, it averages out over 10 weeks. Um, and obviously people, one, I think one of the misconceptions is that it's always filmed on a weekend, but it's not. It's just how it fits in with like filming and schedules and stuff. So the biggest break we had in between episode was 12 days. And the shortest was about a day and a half, which was when we all were very tired, mm. very silly um, behavior went downhill and anything that was remotely bollock shaped or phallic looking <laughs> i was wanging it around trying to make everyone laugh so um it was very much like that on our year we had a lot of fun we had a lot of, we were the least competitive bunch i think they've ever had as well because hmm. all we wanted to do was help each other so yeah and do you still in touch with any of them yeah all of them so we oh. have a whatsapp group we were talking today, actually, about... Because, obviously, there was um, talk of me being the new Bake Off host, which, obviously, is my dream job. Obviously, I was not in contact about that. Um, although I can... The similarities between myself and Matt Lucas are uncanny. So I, <laughs> I, I can't understand how I didn't get it. Um, I must admit, when we saw Skype, I thought, oh, my God, it's Matt Lucas. That's the first <laughs> thing I, I thought of. You know, someone stopped me in London today and was like... Where's David Williams? <laughs> the wrong person. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we were talking about that. Um, I was with a few of them last week because Rav has got an afternoon tea out. So there was half of the cohort last week. There were six of us. Yeah, they're an, an absolute dream. And I think for the, I mean, every year they have like great friendships and everything like that. But um, we were a 12. We were a real 12. Mm. There was no split there was no divide we all wanted each other to do well the only time we were competitive was when we were playing scrabble or double in the green room during downtime or we got into the tent and we were just like right who needs some help and they're like you're supposed to be competing (laughs) (laughs) so what makes a good cook because if you've got a recipe book or a cookbook it it tells you there what to do so shouldn't everybody be able to do exactly the same thing what what makes like you a better cook than than somebody who burns their cakes all the time no fear all right not worrying not worrying just understanding that cake it's just cake or it's just it's just a recipe if it doesn't go right it doesn't go right if it looks like shit eat it with your eyes closed right. like <laughs> it, it really is kind of as simple as that i'm probably go against kind of a lot of baking a baking can be quite scientific i think sometimes in it's got to be followed. The measurements have got to be followed. And to an extent it does, but you can mess around with it. And that's kind of what makes, I don't know, baking and cooking fun. If it works, great. If it doesn't, as long as you don't kill anyone, you're probably all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> About the shits and sickness is fine, but as long as you don't die. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've ever done that. No. I'm a very good cook. Very well, cook. they always look really good. <laughs> Oh, they most always of the look. Time. You haven't seen some of the shit ones. <laughs> well, they don't show those really on Bake Off, do they? Not really. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I had, I had a pretty, a pretty piss poor one when it didn't cook at all, and 
all refused to um, eat it. So I did the very, very grown-up thing of bursting into tears. All right. <laughs> always. That's always you that's, do. Yeah, that's what... That's that's how I coped with that. That's, Not bubbles and everything. just what Matt Lucas would have done anyway. So he would have I, burst I know, into tears as well. <laughs> if he, he doesn't have... cry at least 20 times, yeah. then I'm not having it. Exactly. <laughs> so They're going to get nothing done. No, they're not. No, they're it's going to be crazy. No. They are going to but... get... That's what I was talking with today. I was like, they are going to get... No, filming is long anyway. They're going to probably need double the amount of time to get anything done. Hmm. I'm going to be intrigued to see it. I really am. Mm. I think it's a genius. Yeah. I think it's a genius casting. I think it's really, really great. Really great. And Noel is brilliant. I'm lucky enough to have... I went back and did the New Year's version. Um, so I got to bake with Noel and Sandy as well, and Prue, um, which was great. I didn't win that one because I made a cake that was supposed to be a lipstick and it looked more like a dog's dick. <laughs> but, um <laughs> Well, the uh, two, the so two, are, the two are hard, hardly indistinguishable, <laughs> I mean, are they? No, I mean, people call it no, a lipstick. They don't do, they? They exactly. They call a dog's dick a lipstick. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I just thought, I'm going to take the mickey, and my New Year's resolution is to wear more lipstick. Um, so um, Noel just spent the whole episode doing naughty things with said lipstick. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can imagine. Bring out your own range. Dog dick lipstick. <laughs> Dog dick. Oh. You can have that, Candy. Little dog dick. Little yeah. dog dick. Yeah. yeah. Dog dick blusher. Pug dick. Yeah. Okay. okay so, so, so for Martin Mucklow's um, uh, little cake group that he had, what would you cake? What would you bake for him? Martin, he's such a prick, isn't he? He's a shit house. You, you want to give him the it. shits? He's, yeah, give him the shits. That's what you want to. Yeah, he's such a bellend. Um. <laughs> I tell you what, one of uh, just saying that though, that episode where Kerry takes the flat room, that's actually really sad. Very sad. Like, yes. It was actually very, really, really sad. Um, and I don't know how much they meant it to be like that, but it was just like, yeah, that's really, really, really sad, and actually quite probably true to a lot of I don't know a lot of people probably watch that can probably resonate with that a little bit, and yeah, he is a bit of a prick. So yeah, he can have a dog. He can have a dog dick cake. <laughs> dog dick cake. And we'd have to watch um, him eat it yeah. as well. You've got to watch him eat it. Yeah. Yeah. In one go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> down, down in Dirty one. peeping bastard. Yeah, he reckons he can drink how many pints? <laughs> Swallow that dog dick cake, you yeah. shit house. Yeah, I think Martin Mucklow under the table. Yeah. Dirty Hey, there's a competition. There Dirty is a competition. <laughs> yeah. Candies versus Martin, the drinking competition. The drinking competition. I think there we are. That's our it's next... Gone. Martin. That's a whole se- and a whole series. That is, mm. it could be like um, superstars with yeah. different different things. <laughs> yeah. So, what would be your drink of choice, Candice? Oh gosh, I love a I love a red wine. I do like a red wine. I can drink quite a lot of Malbec. Okay. Medicinal, obviously, because yeah. red wine is good for the heart, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And also um, defends against the coronavirus right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. P.S. Not just, just actually. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as you've been, um, you spent a lot of I your know, life. I love, I love a pint of cider. Yeah. I was gonna say, you spent a lot of your life like in pubs and around pubs. Have you ever tried the Yard of Ale? Yeah. No, we have got one here though. Um, I haven't seen anyone try to do it. I'm not sure. Do you know what? I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could drink that amount of volume without puking. Maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah. Maybe I could be like the next viral video of me doing a yard of ale and then projectile vomiting it back out. <laughs> yeah, nose, mouth. Like a whole whoosh. yard. 
But it's also, yeah. I think it's also the shape of it as well that it doesn't come a steady flow, does no, it? No, you have to turn it no, as you drink you it. Have to turn it. it. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're supposed yeah. to turn it as you drink it, so it stops the air bubbles, which is where a lot of people fail. But I think it's just over four pints, and that's quite. I mean, that's a lot. a lot. That is a lot. I've seen people do it. Have you? But the in the yeah, in I've, the seen, I've seen people do it. It's, it is quite remarkable when yeah. they can do it really quick. No. No, I don't yeah. like we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you have a go. We'll I don't do, like the look of that. No, we'll do no, no. a yard of orange squash for <laughs> yeah. you, all right? <laughs> like, like, a yard of orange squash. <laughs> like sleds at the friendship. Comet Relief. Yeah. Sleds on the Comet Relief special and all he's doing is drink a squash. Right, before we carry on then, Candice, we're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a quiz. Oh, okay. So this is Kerry or Curtain. I'm going to give you a line of dialogue. You need to tell me if it was Kerry or Curtain. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Number one. It was meant to be the best week of my life, but it turned out to be the worst. Was that Kerry or Curtain? Was that Curtain on the um, the holiday with Slugs and Kerry broke the bed? Well, oh, well done, done Candice. Well I mean, done. Normally, I've got to say where it, that line comes from, but we had the entire thing. You probably could have told me what minute and second of the episode Does that was. Does she get an extra point for that? Uh, no, it's still only okay. one point. I have to be, be honest. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I just, I Although that ask, is impressive. That, that was impressive. very impressive. Thank you. Number Thank two. You. Number two. People need to pay the price for the bad things that they've done or they'll just keep on doing them. Kerry. That was Curtain as well. Letter, letter from Slugs about Kerry, Damn that was. It. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, Damn so it. that's one out of two. Here's number three. As much as he winds me up and wounds me up, he's had a hard time recently. His sparkle's just gone. Was that Kerry talking about slugs in the PlayStation 4? And that, well, I'm going to give you a ding. That was Kerry, but it was about Len. In his oh, in his no. uh, in his lockup in his yeah. garage, oh, yeah. but that's good. Go that's on, two then. out of three. Number four, good relationships are built on great conversation. Was that Kerry or Curtain? Curtain. That was. Well Do you done. know what episode that was? Was that with like Kaylee or someone? That was. That was Peeping Tom when he's going for his date with Kaylee. Well done. Yeah. So that's three out of four. When he was a, when he was vaping. That That's was, so that was. Vaping. The last one, number five. She's going to be so livid that we just legged it. She's going to be so livid that we just legged it. Kerry. Well done. Four out of five. And you know what episode that was? Uh, oh, from Mandy's. Yeah. Well done. When Mandy falls asleep. Well done. Sleep with her eyes closed. Four out of five there. That's very <laughs> impressive yeah. indeed. Very, very impressive. Well very done. Impressive. Okay, right. Dancing on ice. Yeah. Um, how did that all come about? I mean, for something well, like that, that do they short-lived, wouldn't it? <laughs> do, do, yeah. they, do they come and ask you if you want to do it or do you inquire? Yeah. No, you get asked if you want to go along and kind of, I suppose. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the dog saying hello. Hello, hello dog. dog. What's his name? This is Albus. 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 Yeah. I'm seeing a bit of a theme yeah. here with your Half-Blood Prince thing and Albus. There's a... Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I've got Sybil as well. Um, 
Yeah, so they do. They ask you to go along and like sort of, I suppose, like interview. But I suppose the interview was having a chat and actually doing a bit of ice skating with a coach. Um, so I just got on the I got on the ice and I just fannied around a little bit. I was my again thought I was a bit of a comedian. When I'm nervous, I tend to act like a bit of a knob, and they quite liked it. So yeah, they asked if I wanted to be part of it. I love a challenge. I think that's with me, um, and and how I am with things. I really struggle kind of some days with well some days getting out of bed like depression can really take over anxiety mm. can literally completely take me into myself and then someone says do you want to go and do some ice skating on live television I go fuck it yeah right because I don't know the challenge takes me completely out of my comfort zone and I just think right I've got no choice but to get on with it I have to do this like the marathon last year I trekked the Himalayas at the end of last year as well and that is real, like, head down and just get on here. I've got to do it. And that's what's going to happen in new things. And I love a challenge. And, and yeah, and that's, yeah, that's how I kind of deal with things, really. And it's still, it was great. I had an incredible partner, Matt, who is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And, yeah, I learned to ice skate like a badass. So. Mm. And you'd never ice skated before? No. Apart from, like, you know, when you go at Christmas and you get those wellies with, a knife on the bottom <laughs> that don't fit and there's like divots in the ice so that's sort of the only time but um yeah that was it really um but it was it was great it's just unfortunate that I didn't I don't think I had a real fan base either that or people didn't really like my face so <laughs> that was it <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did watch on I watched um you dancing on the ice this this morning on YouTube when I was just doing a bit of like just having a look and see bits and pieces on YouTube. And for some reason, I thought, well, you've obviously ice skated before because you're not going to go and do stuff like that and you've never ice skated before. I thought it was, if that's the case, what you did was amazing because I know because you're being you're being thrown around and yep. and then he's sort of placing you back on the ice and how you don't just slip on your ass. I've got no idea. I mean, I slipped on my ass a lot. Um, we, there was also various private park grabbing on several occasions <laughs> when you're panicking coming out of a lift and that's right. the only thing you can find. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things, I think one of the things I got criticised for was I did a lot of lifts, but actually coming out of a lift backwards when you've been spun around on ice and at speed, but landing it with an extension is no mean feat. No, I'll tell no, you that. absolutely. Um, but... Yeah, when I like, if I ever see it back, I think, gosh, yeah, I did that, and I'm really proud of myself, and I did, I loved it. Yeah, as you should be, because at least with with Strictly, all you've got to do is dance. I know, and I know, I'm, I'm, saying, yeah. I'm not saying that from from a guy that's just sat in a in a seat here, but with dancing on ice, you've got to dance <laughs> and you've got to ice skate. It's a completely yeah, different thing. I mean, thing. I'm a bit of a shit dancer anyway, and let alone on something that's really, really slippery being a shit dancer on really, really slippery stuff is quite difficult as well. So no, again, we laughed a lot. (laughs) So have you got any other things that, uh, any other challenges that you would really, really like to do? (sighs) The trouble is with me is I can't, I can't say no. I don't like saying no. Um, I was supposed to be doing um, a vertical challenge tomorrow but unfortunately that's been cancelled because there's loads of people coughing and shit so right. <laughs> um no they've obviously they're having to take medical proceed medical precautions and things which is is fair enough so 
anything when people say, oh, do you fancy doing this? Especially for charity. I try and do as much as I can for charity. And I'm an ambassador for Alzheimer's research and um, for um, dots, so dogs on the streets, and also for Copperfield. So I like to help out with Copperfield as well. So I dare say there'll be some other bits and pieces coming up. So, yeah. Would you go in the Can't jungle? Really say more than that. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Would I'll you? Eat a widgety grub. Would you? Would you? Would you relish those eating challenges? Would you just get stuck in? Go on, just ask me if I'd eat a camel's dick. Yes, I would. A kangaroo's <laughs> anus. I'd, I'd re- I would eat a kangaroo bollock. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you've no, done it before. Not, the way you said. I don't know why them. I'm showing off. I don't know why I'm showing off because that's fucking disgusting, and yeah. I would make such a big deal out of it. I mean, I'll give it a good go, but like. And the trouble is, is I find watching people gag and retch really, really funny. Like, so that episode with the wheatgrass. Mm, yeah. Very sad because it doesn't go right. But when she's gagging and Curtin's gagging, that makes me laugh so much. When I'm watching stuff like that and people are like chomping on a kangaroo dick and they're proper gagging or a massive eyeball, I'm laughing. And I think to myself, I'd, I'd give that a good go. And in my head, I'm like, you can't, I can't even eat a hard egg yolk. I hate hard egg yolk, let alone a bloody kangaroo dick. Right. So, so just but I, I'm, give it a good go. I'm fascinated with people that, about going in the the clothes. I wonder myself, would I be able to do it? And I just wondered the eating. Okay, you say you could probably get away with doing it, but is there one thing if you did go into the jungle that you would absolutely miss, or that you would think I, I that's the thing I wouldn't be able to live without? Salt. <clears throat> Salt. Salt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think cooking, but I think probably, I mean, sugar would be like a big thing, but actually I think more so it would be salt, like hundred percent. I'd really, really struggle without salt. <clears throat> Just I'd, probably, I'd do it like a Gillian McKeith and smuggle it like, in the <laughs> knickers or something. Yeah. I just got this picture of you being served up this kangaroo anus or whatever. And you say, I'm not eating that without salt. <laughs> yeah. Can someone give me some salt, please? Come I'm on. Happily yeah. <laughs> uh, I would love it if it comes to like November of, of this year and we find out that you're in the, oh, in the jungle. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. That would be fantastic. I think, I think the eating Very, would be all right. Yeah. It's those claustrophobic ones I... I just couldn't do, you know, where you were in with the spiders. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's jellyfish for me. Like, they're my biggest, probably, I'd rather face a shark than jellyfish, if I'm honest. They're mm. like, if if they wanted to terrorise me, it would be anything to do with jellyfish. I'm, I'm not sure I could cope or did or, yeah. Mm. They're just they're just weird, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have a brain and they still manage to function. Do they have a brain? I don't know. They, they are, are they are just they? one big brain, aren't they? They're just blobby things. That's the technical <laughs> term. I was gonna weird. say you're too technical for me now, Neil. Blobby, blobby things. Yeah. yeah. That's what David Attenborough bloody, told bloody me. Bloody weird blobby things. Yeah. Right, David Attenborough <clears throat> over there. Yeah. <laughs> bloody weird blobby things. You wait for my coming for your job. Yeah. Oh, my dear. natural <laughs> documentary, my nature yeah. documentary. Um, right, so as we're recording this, there are now t- only two episodes left of this country. We've got, like, oh. just under an hour, probably, of this country left. In those two episodes, is there anything that you would like to see? Um, I think we're going to see some more of the vicar, and I really th- hope we see some more of the vicar. He really, like, the bit where he touched on about his dad, mm. I think there's going to be more to do with that. I'd love to see... I mean, they've gone, like, for the sort of the home videos and things like that. I think we're going to see some pictures of the... Vicar when he was younger and I'd like to see a little bit more of that but I think 
just I just all of them that's worrying and I I'm a real worrier when things end and I don't like it when things end and I get panicky when they do end and so much so that sometimes I don't watch the last one because I'm like if I right. watch it then it's done yeah 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 but I know I will because I love it so much and I can't I wouldn't be able to but yeah I'd like to see some more of the vicar and actually he's he said he's going to come to the pub with he's just such a delightful human being he is he's mm. just Paul he's just such a lovely person so he said he's going to come to the pub but I'd love to see some more of him and probably Mandy well yeah. just all of them yeah Kerry's mum Poor old Kerry's mum thought she was back with Martin. Oh. All went bad, all went tits up, didn't yeah. he? It was didn't the one it? thing one thing in that episode I really wanted to see Kerry tell him to fuck off. Oh, you know, really, I just wanted really? that moment. I really wanted that moment of him knowing that Kerry's pissed off with him and it didn't seem yeah. it just didn't happen, you know? No, and I think I think in actual fact, I think another one, because they Obviously, they're very funny, but actually, I think that episode three was, again, quite poignant, actually, and it was quite sad at times. Mm. And I think people, I think that's why it's so good, because it is funny. But again, like I said, when I first watched it, I thought it was a documentary. I thought it was real life. And there are parts in it when they're so believable that actually people will probably go, God, yeah, I've got a bit of a shit relationship with a brother or sister or a dad. And oh, that's really arsehole Or why do you treat people like that? And it kind of makes you think and... Yeah, it would have been really good if she'd have just gone, do you know what, Dad? Fuck off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it was the relationship, actually, the other side, because obviously Kerry takes the piss out of her mum a lot, but that when she was like, all right, Mum, I'll go and make you a cup of tea. Yeah, mm. it was and really sweet. That was, yeah. It was really, really sweet, actually. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to end it either. No, like, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be. I think they will leave it open. I think they I think they can't not. And Daisy and Charlie said they need to leave it open. If the money dries up, they'll definitely do another exactly. series. Like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Money is what will sort it out in the end. Uh, so what I have mean, you got, Candice? What have you got coming up? You got any, any interesting things coming up that you can tell us about? Or? So interesting things. So, I mean, I still write recipes for the Sunday Times, obviously, because that's because I'm really posh. So yeah. they needed someone to really up their poshness on a really posh paper. Um, so still doing that. I've got lots of food festivals and things. So doing things like Pub in the Park. We're actually taking our own pub, so our, our little pub, which is obviously my mine and my brother's business, to one of the Pub in the Parks, which is incredible. Um food festivals and things like that, lots of travelling. I've got a nice sort of collaboration with Breville, so doing some recipes for them, and Franklin's, which is a like a soft drink brand. So they're all things that are, I only do stuff I really believe in, I can really, really get my teeth into. Um, I'm supposed to be doing the Landmark Half Marathon at the end of the month. I mean, I might be crawling it rather than running it, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and, yeah, there's a few other bits and pieces, but I have to keep quite shtum about it, which I'm not very good at. But, yeah. It's 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 incredible. I've had a really busy year so far, which is good. I love being busy. I prefer being busy. It's good for my mind and, yeah. and everything like that. Um, but I'm just I'm, I just feel bloody lucky to have the opportunities I do and meet amazing people, meet people who I completely and utterly adore or look up to, like Daisy and Charlie, really, and being able to come on things like this and talk about something I I love so much and people listening to me witter on as well. Well, it's, it's been, been an absolute treat. It has. Have you got a website that people can can go to? Or no, oh, see, I'm so shit with with um, like what's it called? It. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> but they, they can um, come and follow you on Twitter and things like that, can't they? I'm yeah, sure they Instagram, can get all the info. Twitter, that's normally where I do most of my stuff. The pub's got a website, so the Green Man. Um, so, yeah, all sorts of bits and pieces on that. But, I mean, social media is such a big platform now. You always see me going on about some ink or posting a picture of the dog being a prat or me being a prat or mm. a cake close-up because I don't want you to see the mess in the background. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's normally it. and. Yeah, I try and do try and do that. Try and keep up with all the influences and do a terrible job. But yeah, I'm all right at baking, so I'll stick to that. Wonderful. Well, Absolutely. Candice, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. And uh, let's hope the last two episodes of this country are everything you want it to be. Oh gosh, it makes me nervous. I know it's going to be the end. It's going to be the end. I know. Don't I know. be nervous. But. You know, know, it'll be there for all time. Exactly, it's there for all time. We can watch them, and then we can watch everything else that Daisy and Charlie are going to do in the future. That's going to be the exciting bit, I think. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, if they do another one, like late, like years on, Daisy can be Sue. Yes, that's what I think should happen. (laughs) That's a good idea. That is a good morphing into a mum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Candice, again, thank, thank you so much thank for having you. me. No, thank no you. it's been our pleasure. If you just want to hang on just a second, Neil's got a little bit of work to do. Oh, here oh, we go. I've got to earn my keep. So, right. you can find us on all the social media under the uh, WTAF This Country. I nearly had a weird stuck. Mm, almost. Odd, wasn't it? You can email us at WTAF This Country at hotmail.com. No, nearly. Nearly. Add it the wrong way around. And our website is WTAFpodcast.com. Com. Wonderful. And tickets are now on sale for our very last live show, uh-huh. WTAF Live 4. We are going to be discussing the very last episode of this country. We're going to have a load of Dump Gang, uh, hopefully Dump Gang fans are going to be there. We're going to play This Country Bingo. We're going to have loads and loads of fun. So go to our website or go to any of our social medias uh, for link for tickets on that. And if you want to become a Patreon bozo, uh, then go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF for all the other different uh, tiers and rewards and Bollocks like that. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> Bollocks like that. Bollocks like that. Thank you again, Candice. It's been a lovely speaking to you. Thank, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank pleasures you. all ours. Neil, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone else. And go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.